Welcome to Talking Business. In this series of podcasts, I hope to give you some ideas based on over 40 years working for various organizations in industry. In series one of Talking Business, we're going to look at your big project, avoiding the mistakes of others. This is the project that is going to change the face of your organization. Part eight, data. I'm amazed that you're still with me, but this is important. I've seen more businesses crippled by bad data than anything else. Okay, and I know you're getting bored about this, but I'm going to keep going on about it. Are you still keeping to your best practice programme? Is your data getting better? Because part of your best practice programme must be to improve the quality of the data that you hold on, for example, customers. Simple things, names, addresses, telephone numbers. The things that enable you to communicate successfully with your customers. The things that enable you to deliver successfully to your customers. Prospects, names, addresses, telephone numbers, contacts, the products in which they're interested. Because if you're going to have success in converting these people to customers, you need to be able to get at them accurately. If you don't get at them accurately, they'll think that you're not a capable organisation. Your sales information. How much do your customers buy from you? individually, each month, each three months, each year? Are they growing? Are they declining? The sales information that you have enables you to make the right decisions on what you need to do in your market. If your sales data isn't up to scratch, then you cannot make the right decisions both for your company and for your customers. Commercial data. What have you agreed with the customer? What are the terms and conditions of the contract that you have? What are the prices that you have with the customer? I can tell you that if you misprice an invoice, it won't get paid. It will cost you money. It is unnecessary expense. And your customer will think that you're not a good supplier. The data on your products these days, safety becomes more and more important. So you need the safety data on your products. You need to have data on what your products will do. You need to have data on how your products help your customers. You need absolutely accurate data. Bad data costs you money. Money you do not need to waste. Money that you cannot afford to waste. Because it reduces the value of your organisation in the eyes of your customers. They really do not think that you're credible if you have bad data. It disheartens your team. Because forever they're talking to people and finding out that what they're saying is wrong. I keep getting offers from companies I deal with. 
and these offers are for bigger this, better that. And if they looked at what I use of their products, they would realize that most of their offers are completely unsuited for my needs. It's environmentally incorrect. What do I mean by environmentally incorrect? If you're mailing out thousands of pieces of literature to people with the wrong name or the wrong address, they end up in the bin. That is a waste of trees. If you're sending it out as emails, it ends up in the spam bucket. And probably your company is forever consigned to spam in your potential customer's eyes. If in your project, when you start to make your countries go live, you have bad data, it will kill your project dead. There is no if, there is no but, your project will be dead. And what is more with bad data in these days where you need to keep strict controls on your data, you need to deal with your customers accurately. With bad data, you could actually end up in court. Now, understanding your data is critical because you need to know and understand how every single field is used properly. I talked in episode seven about a United States project where they misused data fields. Everyone has to know, and that is in the core and local teams, everyone must understand how every field is to be used. They must not misuse fields. They must not load something that is local into a global field. There must be a full description of the meaning of each field. This description must be written in simple language so that those who don't have as their first language the language that is used for the definition will still understand what that field means and is to be used for. If you fail to do that, you are heading for disaster. People must understand why each data field is important. They may not be used to the data fields that you are giving to them. They may be additional data fields to the ones they've worked with. So they must understand how these additional data fields are important in the operation of the new system. I can remember spending a lot of time with senior managers in a business in Australia explaining new data fields that they were receiving and why they were important. They agreed with me. They were willing to have them configured in the way that would help their business. And then one of the local managers who had a key role in the project decided that this was hard work. Three months after go live... People were telling me, we can't get this report, we can't get that out, we can't do this, we can't do the other. And that was because the person had taken shortcuts and hadn't done the job properly. But there was an expectation in the management levels senior to that person that the system would deliver things that he basically had sabotaged. 
you must also be clear on what the acceptable values are for that field and for every single field within the system. And you must have strict data upload rules and the data upload rules do not vary for each implementation. They should be the same for all the core global fields. I'm going to talk here about a global SAP template implementation in country B in 2012. It was a large industrial supply company. And they were implementing an SAP global template to replace an old, local, non-supported system. Something good came out of the project. It exposed many of the issues that the business had that had been hidden by the legacy systems. People, for the first time, realised how badly run that business was. Bad? It was in a country with very complex tax requirements and therefore under tax legal and statutory, it had to have quite a lot of custom programming. Most people in the business completely failed to capitalise on the functionality brought by the new system. Some came kicking and screaming to the realisation that they had to do things. But in general, people wanted to carry on as before. There was a lack of appreciation of the changes required in existing processes. They really didn't want to change their existing processes. As I've said, they wanted to carry on as before. Training? Training was a joke. Training? They didn't even start to develop until about three months before go-live. I think one or two bits of training were alright. But in general, the training was not up to the standard of the complexity of the system that they were implementing. And to capital, the local IT team ignored global instructions. The creme de la creme was the way they loaded the prices. They were instructed by the global team to load the prices for the customers at the highest level of the customer's account so that they would be received by all parts of the customer's business. That, of course, assumes that the customer didn't have site-by-site -site contracts. What did they do? They loaded the prices at some of the sites. And from day one onwards, we found a lot of customers were getting list prices because they were buying but they weren't benefiting from the prices that they should have received under their contracts. And that was because the local IT team refused to follow the global instructions. I knew from the start of the project that it was going to be a mess. Six months before the project, I did a presentation to their senior management and they didn't want to believe me when I compared them to the Titanic. In fact, one of their managers joked about a competitor's bad SAP implementation. The US implementation that I mentioned in episode 7. I said to that manager, do you think it's safe to say things like that? Because by saying things like that, you're increasing the risk of a similar disaster here. He laughed. You need to do data enhancement for your project, even if you address this as part of your best practice programme. Because no matter how hard you worked in your best practice programme on data, some people probably still aren't following best practice. So clean your data to make it suitable for the new world. 
enhance your data so that it's more useful for your organization. Enhance your data so that it uploads without any issues. There will be issues. So when the inevitable issues occur, fully document and understand them. Why do you need to document and understand them? So that those who follow them can learn from them and not make the same mistakes. Ensure that all training material that you use explains the global standards and why the global standards exist. Also, explain what will happen to people who don't follow the global standards. Data enhancement for your business also aids you in getting new business, aids your understanding of your business, improves your image with customers because if you send customers information that is accurate, name, address, post or zip code, information about what they buy from you, what other things they could buy from you, correct invoices, they actually think that you're a quality supplier to deal with. And they are also less likely to try to cheat you. Because some customers are cheating, lying people. I'm only seeing a few of them, but some are. And if they see a company that has bad data, they will try and cheat you. I know that for a fact. It also reduces your costs because you're not having to do costly rework. And rework is an absolute waste of money because it says you got it wrong the first time and now you've got to repair it. Quality data makes it easier for your staff to do their job properly and effectively. You need to understand how you're going to use your data. To do that, you need to listen to others. Listen to the people who define the data in the first place, how it will help you in your day-to-day -day operations, how your standard sales and financial reporting can be improved, particularly if you have a single source with one story, how you're going to use your data in gaining new business, how you're going to use the data that you have to understand the wider market and the opportunities for your business. Publish the requirements. Make sure that everybody involved with data receives a copy of the data dictionary. The why, the how, the what of every item of data held within the system. You need to include those on your extended best practice team as they're your local ambassadors. They're the people who are going to have to make sure that it happens and works in each of the rollouts that take place. Make it clear, this is what everybody works to. Don't try and find other ways of doing things. This is the way we work. Because if you get it right at this stage... Your project has a chance of success. Now, rigorously test your data during system and user testing. You need to have tests in place to make sure that all data complies with best practice. You need to find the faults with each upload and ensure they're eradicated before go live. 
You need to tell your testers that they're there to find mistakes, not prove that the system worked. You must use real data in testing and compare the result with the existing system. If you find differences, you must understand what the differences are. It may be that the data that you have loaded has a different effect and therefore isn't correct for the new system. It may be that your old system has been giving you inaccuracies for a long time. You need to compare your answers with the best practice result to make sure that the system that you're implementing delivers best practice. Bad data wastes money. I said before, it's rework. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of money. Bad data kills projects. You get the data wrong when you go live. You are heading for disaster. And when you're doing that, it can kill your business. Don't be stupid. Work hard and make sure that all data complies with the rules. Talking Business is produced by the Mr T Podcast Studio in association with SFRD Services Limited. Thank you for listening. The next episode will be in two weeks' time.